All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only... You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in a Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr 
epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R, epic. Check them out, all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, what have you. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs. Free shipping Canada-wide on any order over $50. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber, back where he belongs. Uh, and our technical producer, as always, is Alex Allard. Chris, I guess the first thing on everybody's mind is, how are you feeling, bud? Yeah, not great. Not feeling uh, very good today, but uh, I am good enough to do the show today, I hope. Uh, yeah, I've been very sick. Uh, uh, yeah, tested positive for COVID on uh, on Sunday. So I've had COVID for a few days here. Um, it's been okay. Like I, I am definitely experiencing the, uh, like walking around and stuff is like, it shouldn't wear on you. Like it shouldn't hit you as hard as it has, but, uh, even like standing up and walking around for five, 10 minutes or so, uh, it's been tough. So yeah, we're, we're doing okay. I think, uh, for, I hope we're on the mend here. Uh, but, uh, you've done an excellent job before we, yeah, you've done an excellent job with the solo show, but before we get to that, Alex, can we go back to the view of the city? So like, I, you know, this is this would have been so nice to get outside and enjoy. Vancouver is just beautiful today. Like this is the type of day where when people come to visit me, we always go up to the roof of my building and like I, you know, show them the mountains and all the city. Today is the perfect day. Like it's there's a little bit of snow up on the tips of the mountains. Uh Vancouver, it's just it's a beautiful day today. I don't think we can, you know, you can't make any complaints about the day, but I guess I can because I literally can't go outside. I'm stuck in my apartment. But uh, your solo shows quads you've done an excellent job man i really appreciate you being able to uh carry the show and and couldn't you know covid couldn't have come in a worse time as we launch here on the canucks army youtube page which has been awesome uh i've been in the chat uh for a couple days here uh, and it's been great to see like uh, a lot of the same names be able to migrate over here to the canucks army account uh so that's all awesome stuff it's great to see some new names as well popping up here uh but good job by you making the transition uh, as smooth as possible and your solo episodes it's good because we don't have to do any goalie talk for the rest of the week you've absolutely smashed the quota in the first two episodes here uh and i'm and you did you did it all without woodley too so that's been uh, you know pretty impressive and yeah good job by you uh carrying the show the last couple days so i got my tea i got my kleenex i've been drinking a ton of water um you know it's good. We're going to be good. Uh, we'll be fine on the end here. But you heard me the last couple of days because I talked to you. I was even on the the call before we started going, what was it, two days ago on the show? And, yeah, I was not going to make it through. I, I hung out for the whole episode and all that stuff. But, yeah, feel, feeling better. We'll get better here. When you said I got my tea, I was waiting for you to say, and I got my monster energy drink as well. I got no. this one. This is the flavor today, but I'm glad you're uh, you're not drinking those while you're on the mend. And in all seriousness, uh, thank you for the kind words, and hopefully uh, you get better soon because it's nice to have you back. Um, I'm ready to keep talking prospects because I don't know if you've heard, Chris, but I'm the prospect guy around here now so um we'll we'll see how my prospect update goes because i'm reading the ticker now because you were back planning the show which is a lot of work but uh, you were back planning the show and i see ncaa update at the bottom and hey i don't have an ncaa update so that's gonna have to come from you but in all seriousness let's get to it chris the canucks and their winning ways i'll get you up to speed so the canucks are on a five game winning streak now guillaume brisebois scored his first goal shout out rob williams of daily hive because he pulled this that uh brisebois is the longest Canuck, it's a canucks draft pick it's the longest it's ever taken a draft pick to score his first goal 
in the NHL. Just awesome, awesome story. And I don't know if you remember, but when I wrote a Stanchies really early in the year, I had about 400 words dedicated to Brisebois uh, being with the organization in the year 2033. Uh, so, hey, who knows? We'll see. He signed the two-year extension. He scored a goal. Uh, I've actually been impressed with him in all seriousness. I actually have liked Guillaume Brisebois' game. And uh, Canucks need right-handed defenseman in the chat said, Guillaume Brisebois, greater than OEL. And hey, it's hard to disagree with that. So that's where we're at the past couple of days is where, where the Brisebois discourse is at an all-time high, Chris. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, he's he's coming in. He's played all right. Um, yeah, I, I was still a little surprised he got a contract before someone like Christian Wolanin did or, or even... You know, Noah Juleson up to that point. I mean, um, do I have a bunch of numbers to get to from this five-game winning streak. But before we dive into that, we've, we skipped it because I went a little long with uh, my intro. 30 seconds of dog. Let's hear it, Quads. 30 seconds of dog. Because you haven't set yourself up for 30 seconds of dog yet. Yeah, I don't want to keep talking about him. I, some people are annoyed by it. Some people love it. Uh, there actually is somewhat of an update today. So obviously, oh. so we've crate trained him, and he's, he's got it down pat at night, which is great. But... He's still having trouble during the day going down. Like he still whines when he goes in the crate, whines for about five minutes, which I guess it's no big deal, but we'd prefer it to just be, he goes in and he's happy to be there. Obviously that's the goal. Um, So today we got one of these Kongs and we filled it with some, there's some kibble in there and there's this like uh spray stuff and he's in there right now. And usually we would have to make sure he's sleeping during the show, but you can't hear him because he's happily just licking away at his Kong. So um, yeah, the Kong has been a very, uh, very good help for us, and I'd recommend it for any puppy owners out there. You know what I've seen that I find kind of interesting? I think this is a thing that dog owners are doing. It's like you freeze a bowl of food, and the dog has to, like, it's, you make, like, you know, you kind of, it's not just, like, throw a bunch of food and, and put water into it and freeze it. It's like, they, you know, you put uh, a bunch of different types of food into a bowl, and then you freeze a bowl, and they kind of lick away at it for hours, and it's like a bunch of food that they like. It's not just, like, you know, the kibbles and bits or whatever you're talking about. Uh, the stuff that you feed your dog, like just, you know, you put some meat in there and all that stuff. I feel like that's kind of a fun thing to do. A fun little treat for the dog where you kind of freeze it in water and then give it to them. Uh, Chris B in the chat also jumped in and said they sell stuffed animals that mimic the mama dog heartbeat uh, that will knock him right out. He said he got one and it changed everything. So maybe mm. we'll think about that. But uh, see, this yeah, is why we'll, we'll we got to do the we'll puppy chat because people in the chat, they got dogs. They can give you these great, great ideas here like Chris just did there. Uh, and Chris wants more puppy talk, so we'll have to see. We won't spend too much. That's why I said 30 seconds of dog. It's not too much off the top. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, anybody in the chat, you let me know because I think he's going to start barking soon here because uh, I'm being told that his Kong is done. Uh-oh. Uh, and I'm looking at him on the – I have him on the – camera or whatever i can see him and his kong's done so he's starting to bark a little bit uh but within five minutes should be good but anybody in the chat or alex or whoever you let me know if you can hear him he All shouldn't right. be uh shouldn't be too bad All but right, anyways, let's get let's to go. it i got some uh some graphics get up we talked about the five game win streak let's get this uh this first one because i was a little surprised on the expected goals for on the win streak the five game win streak here uh we got some stats to kind of dig into over these five games here no not yeah alex come on now five game win streak there it is See, Alex, it took him eight minutes. He's already, he's, he knows what he's doing. Uh, all right. Noah Juleson leading the way with a 66% expected goals for. Obviously, he's playing with Quinn Hughes. They've been good at five on five. But I tell you what, you got to give credit to Noah Juleson. He's been put into a role that, listen, it's, 
it's hard to say it's like an easy role, right? Because you're playing top pairing minutes at five on five, but you do get to play with Quinn Hughes. So as a defenseman, you can really simplify a lot of your things that, with what you're doing on the ice. And Noah Juleson, I think, has done a pretty good job of that. I've I've seen some people get extremely hype over Noah Juleson and the way that he's playing. Obviously, he had that big hit the other night. Uh, everybody kind of went a little bit nuts at that point, getting really excited about him. And it's like, yeah, you know, he he is he's doing what I think uh, what I think a lot of people who have been following Juleson for the last couple of years would kind of expect like he could slide into the NHL and play. I don't know if he's a guy that you want as your top six kind of going into the season, but I, I do think he's, he's been playing pretty well in the role that he's been put in. And it's not like it's, it's hard. Cause like, I want to say it's an easy thing to play with Quinn Hughes, but it's a difficult ask. Like it's easy to play with him, but it's a difficult, difficult ask to be put into that role and have to play in that position. I, I think Juleson's done a fine job, especially over this five-game win streak, as you can see here, leading the team in both Corsi and expected goals control. Absolutely. And Chris, this is what I want to post to you. Like, let's not forget that Noah Juleson was a first-round pick, right? Like, a lot of people forget that. He was a first-round pick. He had that first-round talent at one point in his career. Playing with Quinn Hughes, you just said it. It makes things easier. I think that's a fair thing to say. I don't think it's easy to play in the NHL. I don't think it's easy to play the minutes that they're asking of Noah Juleson by any means. I'm not trying to diminish what he's doing, but it is easier to play with Quinn Hughes. And you look at the expected goals against of 1.8. People in the chat are seeing that and saying, what's OELs for all of his career, oh, especially his Canucks career? I'd be very interested to see the numbers uh, contrasting there, but... We on the topic of Noah Juleson, Chris, I almost think it's like a you come into the season and it's not quite the same plan that you had with Luke Shen, where coming into the year it was, oh, maybe OEL and Hughes can play and Hughes can play on the right side or, you know, Hughes can play with Myers. It ended up being Shen. And I don't think the Canucks wanted that coming into the year. And I think you have to go into next year with that same mentality because I look at Juleson, who's a guy, you know, somewhat similar to Shen and maybe just maybe watching Shen play with Hughes for all these all this time. He, Juleson's had a front row seat to see it. You can say, okay, maybe I know exactly what this guy needs me to be for a partner. Um, and, you know, if if Juleson can hit as a guy who you can play on your first pair, because like, let, let's just for argument's sake, okay, let's say the Canucks add a NCAA um, free agent or whatever, okay, or let's say they don't, let's say they don't, because I'm sure in your NCAA update, you'll have something on that, but let's say they don't, let's say it's just Philip Ronick and Quinn Hughes. I really like the idea of those guys getting split up and Chris how good would it be if the Canucks could one split Ronick and Hughes and then put Juleson next to Hughes? Like that that's found money for this team. And you look at a team like the Tampa Bay lightning, and we've had this conversation with Harmon in the past as well, where it's not six elite guys. It's about three elite guys propping up, propping up players who historically were slightly above or right at replacement level defensemen, right? And, and that was the cup winning Tampa Bay Lightning that I'm talking about here. So I, I wonder if there's a lesson there because obviously Juleson's still young. Uh, maybe there's still some growing he can do. Um, you know, we know a lot of his, um, a lot of his, problems have stemmed from injuries right so um i'm interested to see kind of what happens with Juleson moving forward but again if they can make it work even for a short period of time i feel like it's found money yeah there's bert back there you can hear him uh but uh yeah i think um Juleson's had a tough one too right like the eye injury i mean this isn't like a a broken arm or a broken hand or something like that like the eye injury was very tough for him to come back from and that's made it kind of difficult i remember even seeing him come back and and not like he would lay a big hit and tell guys like he couldn't fight. Like the eye 
you know, he's really worried about that eye. So to see him now be playing, throwing some big hits, got in a fight the other day. Um, I think another name that will be interesting to see what happens with is Philip Johansson, right? Like, do the Canucks think that he can play in the NHL next year? That could be something in the way that they're looking at the player coming over from the SHL who's playing a ton of minutes, right? Like, this is a guy who's playing like 23 minutes a night in the SHL. Those are big minutes at a pretty high level. So we will have to see uh, what happens kind of with the right side there. Obviously, Hironic's going to be huge and, and hopefully only a couple weeks away from seeing that. Um, but it, we'll, we'll have to see. Let's get to uh, Let's get to the points. The five games, the win streak right here, the points have been led by JT Miller with eight points, five goals uh, throughout this five-game winning streak. He's absolutely on fire, shooting the puck a good amount here. Um, Andre Kuzmenko, he's also got five goals. His individual expected goals, 2.34, so he's leading the way with that. Uh, but I do want to bring up a player who I actually have tonight for our Betway Bets of the Day. Uh, which What's the deal with that? I don't do that on uh, Twitter anymore. I've been gone for a couple days here. Now I just do it here on the show, right? That's the deal? It's probably an off-air conversation. Right. That's right. Anyways. All right. Uh, Anthony Bavillier. Can I bring this up? So over the five-game stretch here, he hasn't been putting up a ton of points. He's got three points over the five games. But look at this. Individual scoring chances four. He's got 18. That's leading the Vancouver Canucks. That's tied with Kuzmenko for that over this five-game stretch. But what I like is from Bavillier is he's going to the dirty areas. He's leading this team, the only guy with double-digit individual high-danger shot attempts he's got 11 of those over the last five games so he's getting to the dirty areas he's at least you know this is good process right i've been saying that for a long time good process is going to bring some sort of results in the end and for bavillier over his last five games to be leading this team with the individual high danger shot attempts like that's that's impressive that is good the i think he's going to start to find some bounces his way because for that, you, you put in good process. You're, te- you're a team that's kind of expecting to get some good bounces over the final stretch of this season. I'd be watching for Bavillier to kind of, you know, have one of these two goal games to kind of spring him a little bit here because he's putting in a lot of good effort and he's doing it in the dirty areas. I think he's going to end up being rewarded uh, here from his play. What have you thought about Bavillier in the last little bit here? I feel like he's all over the net, it feels like. I feel like he's done the right things, but, you know, obviously the production seems to have taken a bit of a step back when he was uh, first here. It looked like he was just going to outpace Bo Horvat the whole time he was here. Uh, it's still somewhat there. He's playing with Lewis Pedersen and he's looking good next to him. Uh, you know what I'm really curious about, Chris, is this whole north-south conversation because I we kind of broke it down yesterday. Uh, stuff about blowing the zone early was something we talked about and that sort of stuff, but... I'm I'm wondering if Bovilli can become that real, real north-south guy that Talk is just gonna love because you know he Talkit even brings up Lemieux, he brings up Gretzky. He says you ask those guys who they want to play with, it's always north-south players. And for Petey, that's what Talkit wants to see. So I'm curious if Bovilli is actually a long-term fit there because I'm sure they'd love some north-south guys to play with Elias Pettersson. Uh, Kuzmenko is another guy. We, we, we've talked a lot about Kuzmenko. Um, he, he's taken some big strides, I'd say, in his two-way play under Tockett. And um, Beauvillier is one guy. Kuzmenko is obviously another. But there's one guy that I really want to talk about, Chris. You see it there on the screen, folks. Six assists for Brock Besser here. Uh, Brock Besser's game. Tockett spoke about him and had some really nice things to say about Besser and how he's kind of putting it all together. And I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but... His play away from the puck seems to have really kind of, I don't even want to say it's there all of a sudden, 
but it's back to where it was. Like we've seen it before from Besser. Have we not? Like we've seen the two way play. We've seen him be hard on the boards and that type of thing. And that was just gone from his game this year, as was the production for a lot of the year as well. But I've been really impressed. I've been really impressed with Brock Besser lately. And he's a guy I, I think we, we absolutely need to be talking about. Here's what I'll say about Brock Besser. The, what he's doing over the last little bit here. And I think that you could almost say, like, looking at the entire time under Rick Tockett, like, I think Brock Besser is playing exactly what you signed him to do right now, right? He's not going out and being the best player on the ice very many nights. Like, he's just not. He's not going out there and dominating and single-handedly winning you games, but he is a player who's playing, like, to me, an effective top six player, right? Like, even over the last six games, you mentioned the six assists. I'd like to see him shoot the puck a lot more. Um, obviously he's only got the five shots through his last five games here. We can see the stats up on the board. You want to see him shoot the puck a little bit more than that, but I do think there's some of that confidence coming back with at least him finding areas of the ice to shoot the puck. So that's been good to see, uh, for Brock Besser. But I think right now, yeah, he's not the sniper that's going to dominate on a first line, but to me, he's playing like a top six winger. Like, absolutely. Uh, he's absolutely raising his stock to go into the off season here to see what happens. But through and through what he's done under Rick Tockett, I think he's been fine in the in the position of kind of looking at him as a top six forward. There's a lot of people in the chat talking about Ethan Bear. Let's touch on that real quick here. Um, with Ethan Bear, there's not really been much news going on about Bear uh, in his contract re- like recently of late. I think that the fact that he's willing to sign a one-year deal, that's kind of the last thing we heard. That's what I think this is going to come down to, right? Like Bear's going to get another year to be, you know, sign a one-year contract. And if the situation does play out where Hronik and Hughes aren't together, that's probably Bears' job for all of next season. And if you're doing something like that on a one-year deal, listen, you're going to play your heart out. You're going to try and be you know, way harder. We see this in contract years, right? If he does this in a one-year deal, he's going to do his absolute best to be the top-performing player that he's been throughout his career. He's going to be able to play with Quinn Hughes throughout the season. I bet you have a very good year from Ethan Bear if he's on a one-year deal next year. And I think that's going to help the Canucks push towards a playoff spot, to be honest. like Because I think you're going to get Bear absolutely at his best. I think you're going to get the best version of Ethan Barry you've seen over his NHL career, especially if he's on a one-year deal and he's playing with Quinn Hughes next year. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it goes back to what I was just saying about Juleson probably isn't plan A, but he's a fine plan B if you're not playing Hughes with Ronick. And I think plan A... It has to be Ethan Bear, right? Like those yeah. two have shown flashes. They've played under Talkit together. Uh, also on the talk topic of Ethan Bear, I just want to plug this. Uh, our friend Big Mac, um, Ian McIntyre over at Sportsnet, friend of the show, fantastic, fantastic story um, about Ethan Bear uh, and what he's recently gone through. Birth, you know, birth of his child just days after um, the passing of his five-year-old dog. His dog's only five years old. Uh, Bronco, that is Bronco that passed away. Absolutely heartbreaking, but very, very good story from Ian McIntyre. iMac knocked it out of the park. I would suggest everybody go read it, uh, especially if you're going to comment on Bear uh, missing an NHL game for his dog oh, yeah. passing. Yeah, excellent article by uh, by Big Mac over there. Who, by the way, if people don't understand the the Big Mac reference, that's from our Sportsnet days where we were in between commercial breaks and. Like, hey, I wonder how many times we can slip in Big Mac here in this interview with uh, Ian McIntyre. And on the first one, like, like I think we like thanked him for joining us. And the first one, he's like, "Do you guys just call me Big Mac?" And yeah, that that segment went off the rails, uh, as many of them did on the Sportsnet show. All right, you've covered it a lot this week. I know you're going to want this one. This is a graphic you love. Let's get the goalies up here over the five games here. This five game win streak. The goalies have been great. 
throughout. And by the way, all these stats here that we brought up from Natural Stat Trick. Um, so let's get this. Thatcher Demko, a 934 save percentage. He's been excellent throughout this run. What are you seeing from Thatcher Demko that you, what's, what's the most exciting thing about Thatcher Demko since he's come back here, quads? That he's playing like himself. He didn't look like himself this year. Like, let's be honest here. He didn't look like himself at the start of the year. And look, this team is not, um, you know, not built to have a goaltender playing below average. And Demko was below average. Right now, he's above average. We need to find out where that middle level is for Thatcher Demko because I'm not sure. I'm not sure we've seen it because I think he started to reach the mid level. Like he was just starting to find his game and reach that middle point where you're kind of steady right before going down with injury. I remember saying about a few of his starts right before that injury. I believe it was on December 2nd against the Panthers. Uh, right before that injury, he started to look like he was really putting it together. So I was thinking, okay, well, he's going to find it eventually. I did worry when he went down that when he came back, he was going to have trouble, you know, finding that groove again. But ever since he's been back, Chris, you see it there, 934 save percentage, just fantastic. Absolutely dominant in the crease. Uh, you know, I, I would say he's the driving force behind the Canucks wins. You know, no, Archer Silovs, he's been fantastic as well. But come on, Thatcher Demko, he's been the Thatcher Demko that we are used to. And I think that go, that bodes really well going into next year. I, it really does, Chris. And this is something we talked about yesterday. I know you weren't on the show, but uh, Talk It wants guys showing up early. That was an article uh, written by Ben Kuzma where Talk It uh, spoke about guys showing like up that. months early. And some guys aren't even going to go home, it sounds like, this offseason. It sounds Sounds like, you know, Kuzmenko, Pod Colson, you would assume Kratzov is a part of that. Staying out here. Uh, we saw Danilo Klimovich do it last summer. Stayed out, worked out in Delta at Planet Ice. Uh, I think we're going to see that a lot. We're going to see that a lot. We're going to see a lot of players with that buy-in for next year and being here really, really early. And look, it bodes well. It bodes well that Thatcher Demko is playing like this right now. And I think all we're seeing, I've said it before, I'll say it again, is a healthy Thatcher Demko is an elite Thatcher Demko. So you're hoping that he has, you know, no no setbacks going into the summer um, and that he's able to kind of hit the ground running going into next year because goodness knows this team absolutely needs him to be. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm at a point right now with this team specifically of just like, I'm just enjoying the good play, right? Like there's nothing we can do from evaluating this team to make them tank any harder they had that chance at the deadline they clearly didn't they clearly went to a retool they want to you know make sure that getting next season started off with you know without a seven game losing streak is kind of the point that they want to do like i I, i'm just enjoying the play i guess right now like i am enjoying the team playing better i'm enjoying seeing what it looks like under a healthy thatcher demko i I, I guess I'm drinking the Kool-Aid of this team being competitive next season already. And I, I don't know if I, like, I, I think I was last year, but I was also very, you know, I was, I was holding back at during the Boudreaux run of thinking they were going to come in and dominate and play at that rate and, and be a playoff team for sure. Like, I, I feel better about this team going into it from the play that we've seen this year compared to the, like the Boudreaux bump last year, at least. So I, I'm at the point now where I, I am just kind of enjoying the team winning games like the off season to me is when you can be critical, but you can't really go off on the team winning, right? Like you can't, we can't say the players need to start losing games. That was on management at the deadline to do that. Wasn't on the players on the ice to play. That was on management to make this team, put them in the best, you know, best spot to tank. They didn't do that. They, they improved, they improved their team at the trade deadline, obviously losing Bo Horvat a little bit before you can argue that that makes the team worse. And I do think it does, but 
for for the team just for like this season going into next. They they did make improvements at the deadline. Once Phil Perona gets here, it's going to be another big boost to this team, specifically on the back end. I just I, I guess the worry is we can get this one up, Alex. The reverse standings here. Um, the Canucks can't catch uh, the Red Wings, right? Like that's the point that we're at right now with the reverse standings. We just do not want to see uh, the Vancouver Canucks end up catching the Detroit Red Wings, who are a good handful of games ahead of the Vancouver Canucks here at this point. And I think if you're six points back and you catch that team, that's where it gets starts to get a little bit difficult here. Where if you get out of that spot, I'm trying to get the graphic up here so I can get the numbers right. Um, so they have a five percent chance right now to to win the win the lottery, right? That's in the ninth spot. When you drop down to 10th, it drops down to 3.5%. That's the biggest drop-off that you have kind of out of the top nine. So you want to finish in the top nine bottom here. Uh, the Canucks, they've obviously been the best team. They've won five in a row on this. Their last 10, they have seven wins. Um, on the Tankathon website, they don't look very good, right? On When you're kind of talking about this team being able to tank. But it's still like they're not that far out of the conversation of getting into the top five either. You just really don't want to hit number 10. Or further than that. How many wins, Chris? How many wins until we start talking playoffs? Like, no, you can't. if this team, can't. I'd say after after a 10-game win streak, <laughs> I'm going to start saying, hey, if they win the rest of their games, what do they finish with? 95 points, which, which might actually do it with the Western Conference right now. They might actually do it. If they get to 95 points, playoffs, Chris. Believe, Chris. Believe. No. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? They're not going into the playoffs this year. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Benjamin, good good uh, comment here. Tank's not happening. This team is too good to lose, not good enough to win at all. Bingo. That's a, I mean, you know, it's the worst spot to be in for a team, right? It's, it's the worst spot. I mean, look at... Look at the Ducks and, and Blackhawks and Columbus. One of these teams is going to add Connor Bedard. Like, how great is that for an organization? It's because they've committed to it, right? They've committed to it. The Canucks haven't committed to a tank. They came into this season trying to make uh, the playoffs, right? You, you don't think? I don't think Chicago was doing that. I don't think the Ducks were doing that. I mean, Philly might have thought they were doing that, but that's why they just fired their GM last week. So, like, it's, you know, 
yeah, it's just it's difficult um, for the Canucks. But as long as they don't, you know, the mushy middle starts at 10 to me. Hey, let's not see the Canucks in the mushy middle, right? Stay at nine at nine or improve because you can totally improve from here. You just got to start losing some games, uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the, the, the players aren't going to go out there and try and lose. Let's just let's, you know, like I like I said, I'm just enjoying the winning, but like I could do without any more five game win streaks the rest of the season. Like you can cut that, like don't win five games in a row, like, you know, Couple wins here and there, make them exciting, make it fun, make me enjoy watching the Canucks, make the fans get a little bit more invested. But like, let's cut it with the five game win streaks. Like, it's a little much, right? Like, you are still in the conversation to be able to win the draft lottery. Like, don't give yourself that many more five game win streaks and completely crap yourself out of that spot. Like, keep it, keep it, like, chill out, like, win some games, but not too many. Okay. When do we start this conversation about uh, season tickets again, Chris? Because I'm not with yet. you. I'm, not ready. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you that the team obviously needs to lose some games, and we we enjoy the winning, sure. But in all seriousness, I think what we'd look for, right, is players aren't going to go out and try and lose. I think what we'd look for is maybe you know maybe don't play the wheels off of Elias Patterson, Quinn Hughes, and I yeah. even put Thatcher Demko in that conversation. Don't do that. Like, just make sure it's not going to happen. And talk it talked about, um, you know, when there's a back-to-back. I think their back-to-back is in April. Uh, they have one left on the year. I think maybe two. Um, talk it spoke about it and he said he's not going to play back-to-backs. But I don't know. Um, you know, if he's starting multiple starts, um, you know, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see at least Seelovs get another one. Hell, even Delia. Like, give Delia a start here or there, right? Um, you don't need to win all of these games. I'd say, here's what I'd say, Chris. Here's what I'd say. Let the team go. Like five game win streak. You're not gonna talk is not gonna walk in and say, okay, we're on a five game win streak, but you know what? Uh this podcast that I listened to told me that I should stop playing you guys as much. So we're gonna roll four lines and we're gonna oh. do this. And Demko, you're actually not starting tonight. Bingo. That's it's about happen, time somebody but, tunes in here. <laughs> but what might happen, and what I would more like to see, and I think is more reasonable of an ask is, you know, after one or two more losses, right? After one or two more losses, then you say, okay, now we're going to really, you know, we've built some good habits. We've we've shown the, the renewing season ticket holders and the fans that we can win some games, um, you know, down the stretch here. We, we've shown that we can do it uh, when we need to next year. That's what's going to be the big question for this team. But uh, I think after one or two more losses, then, you know, roll it back a little bit, roll it back and maybe don't, treat every game like it's game seven yeah because you're still on team playoffs here i see what you're up to you want to you want the 25 game win streak we'll see about that quads we'll see all right let's get into mcdonough uh aiden mcdonough here he has landed he's with the canucks practicing today uh he's gonna wear number 25 for the vancouver canucks new jersey just dropped they tweeted out yesterday uh mcdonough gonna wear 25 no surprise here um and he's now he's with the canucks now skated with them this morning he's arrived here it is dan murphy tweeted it out uh, Aiden McDonough on the ice. Doesn't look like he's going to end up playing tonight. I know that uh, Murph, I think, tweeted out uh, exact same lines as last game, but uh, no Aiden McDonough. But I tell you what, you see a loss against the uh, Coyotes, who uh, Canucks need right-handed D has been talking about. They've been playing good hockey lately. Uh, also predicted a one nothing game. I think uh, your username says it all. I'd be surprised if the Canucks only give up one tonight. Uh, but I think McDonough's got to get in here pretty quick, and I think it will be when this team loses. You can't really do it off of a five-game win streak. That's just too tough. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can. It's not like this team's pushing for the playoffs unless you're think unless you in quads brain thinking about it. But uh, I like I, I think McDonough should get right into the lineup as soon as possible. I think he should play as many games as possible, see what he looks like. I, I don't... 
I don't think that it's like completely out of bounds to take to take a player out of the the lineup that's on a five game win streak. It's the Canucks win streak shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point in the season. You're at the game like games don't matter. They I'd really say, they don't. I'd say that it kind of goes back to and I don't know if you heard this conversation. Did you hear what Talkin had to say about this? Because he was asked about this. I'll ask you so I don't just repeat myself if you and the listeners have all heard it. Do you know what Talkit said? Because he was asked about this. No, last couple of days I've been on I haven't okay. I haven't listened to everything. Okay, so what Tockett said was basically that, you know, I'm not going to take a guy out. Uh, it's hard to take a guy out when the team's winning and that type of thing. That's kind of what Tockett spoke about was, um, you know, we aren't going to just take a guy out for the sake of getting McDonough in the lineup. But he obviously wants to get him into a game. So I think it's similar to the, uh, you know, rolling four lines and starting the tank for real is when you see... Um, you know, when you see the team lose a game, maybe that's that's the time where you can shake things up. And you're not going to take a guy out if you've, he has one bad game. That's the quote from Talkit. Uh, but sometimes if you see a little bit of consistency uh, in playing poorly is what he meant, uh, then maybe we'll see McDonough get in the lineup. I'd like to see him in. I, I'm with you. Like I, I, we've talked about in the past couple shows, but I really, really would like to see, um, I really would like to see um, McDonough get a shot in a top six role. Like I'd like to see him with Miller. I'd like to see him with Patterson. I'd like to see him on the second power play unit in that spot where he's so successful, right? Like his shot is really good. I've watched a lot of McDonough tape over the past couple of days. I'd say I probably know more about him than you do at this point. All right, watch your lip over there. Uh, here's the thing about McDonough and playing him. What's the thing we've heard so much since Rick Tockett has got here? What is this? What is this season? It's an extended training camp. So it's not like you're, you know, you aren't counting the points this year and adding them up for next season to say, like, oh, that's going to help us get into the playoffs. Like, listen, some good games are going to be there. But, hey, if you have something with McDonough, that's going to help the team even more next year than you than you really think. If he's the, the type of player who really fits a Rick Tockett style of play, hey, maybe he does. Like, you know, the these captains from the NCAA team, they know what to do for the team in the end. Like, I think going back and being, you know, wearing the C4 Northeastern was big for McDonough in a lot of development things. Clearly, like, improving physically was was a lot of the stuff that he wanted to work on, the skating stuff specifically, like you asked him uh, in his media availability. But at the same time, I really think you can learn a lot about just, like, being a leader, being a teammate when you actually have the C on your chest. And that's what I think McDonough did a lot of last year, and that was something that uh, I've had conversations with him about. And, and I think that him being a captain last year, this or this year at Northeastern, I really think helped his game uh, just – kind of like mentally mature, right? Like I think when we talk about a player in development, there's a lot obviously about the physical things. Like, is he going to be fast enough to keep up? Like that's the thing that always gets brought up. I really think maturity is a huge thing when you go from, you know, a junior league or the NCAA and jump to pro. That's the big question. Like that's why Danilo Klinovich struggled last year because he wasn't physically, like he was physically mature, but it was obviously such a big transition for him. Not necessarily like mental maturity with him, because I really think that there was just like an adjustment period for him mentally living in Canada and how difficult that adjustment had to be for him. But it just think like with a specific player like McDonough, I do think that the mental maturity had to have gained from what he did last year uh, at Northeastern. So I'm 100% on board. Get him on PP2. Get him playing with JT Miller. Heck, some time with Elias Patterson. Just try it, right? Because this is an extended training camp. That's what we've heard. I've over the past couple of months, I've just decided, okay, I'm just going to listen to what is said by management and the coaching staff, and that's what you have to judge them by. They're retooling. This is a training camp. 
this this season doesn't really matter for wins and losses. So I think let this be the extended training camp type of thing. Play McDonough as soon as possible. Even if you win tonight, play in the next game. He's there. He's practicing. Get him in the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris B with a question about McDonough. Presumably it's for me. Uh, he said, what are the odds McDonough makes the NHL out of camp next year? I would say extremely low. Let's not forget Ilya Mikheyev, right? Like Ilya Mikheyev's looking to be healthy. The Canucks have a lot of wingers. Uh, unless they make a boatload of trades this offseason, McDonough's starting in Abbotsford. And hey, I wrote about this as well. And I think someone pointed it out. I can't uh, read it fast enough to give you a shout out. But someone brought up Mackenzie Braid, skating coach out in Abbotsford. Uh, you know, McDonough's going to get to be with his best friend. He called him his best friend on the call as well. Uh, Jack Rathbone next year in Abbotsford and that skating coach Mackenzie Braid is going to hopefully do wonders like if you're going to develop if you're Aiden McDonough and you're going to develop into an NHL player your skating needs to improve and he knows that like I I asked him point blank about that Chris on the call that we had the uh, zoom call that we did with McDonough and he said like you know it's going to be something I'm working on my whole career but he sounded like very dedicated to working on it it wasn't a deflection it wasn't you know well I think I can get by with what I'm at right now and my shot is good enough that type of thing it was none of that it was yeah my skating needs work and it's going to be something I work on for the rest of my career I'm I'm really excited to see what he's able to do next year um in Abbotsford but I don't think it's going to be at the NHL level yeah and uh I see a lot of people bringing up Ratu in the chat as well tell you what I think McDonough moves better than Ratu um, specifically, like actually pace wise, like full speed, maybe you can get a little bit more of a rat too, but just pace of play. I think McDonough's at a higher level right now, anyways. But Ratu's still two years younger, a lot of time to work. And uh, yeah, the HL team has been a lot of fun to watch. I was so mad. They had the game of the year. Uh, what was that? Sunday at four o'clock. That was right after I tested positive. Uh, but I was really excited to go up to that game. The best game of the season. Went to like eight rounds of the shootout. Both goalies were unreal. Uh, Silovs had a shutout it got, that got burned with about 10 seconds left in the game. He was running. He had a hell of a game. It was turning into an arty party out there. Uh, but really good stuff for the Outsider team. They're back in action on Friday. So tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, they're back in action out there. Uh, Abbotsford. They've been a lot of fun playing like good hockey. Playing some good hockey out there. Uh, preview of that Abbotsford series up now on Canucks Army, courtesy of Cody Sievertson. Uh, go check it out, folks. Also, one last thing, Chris. Actually, no, we'll save it. Well, no, I'll just quick shout out. Uh, we, we talked about the Canucks, how they've poised themselves to kind of go all in next year and they're looking for a playoff spot. They should go all in, and that's something Lachlan's working on right now. But this idea of the defense, right? Like, the only way the Canucks can retool the defense, and this was written by Noah Strang over at Canucks Army. Really, really good article. Yeah, the Everybody chat loves, uh, have night. you noticed that? The chat loves Noah Strang. Chat's big on uh, on Noah. Who doesn't? And Lachlan, shout out Lachlan as well, just wrote that Jordan Bennington, a brief history of Jordan Bennington being a giant baby. Um, that's up at Canucks Army as well. But uh, what Noah wrote, I just want to quickly shout it out because it's a good take, I think. The Canucks can't possibly retool the defense for next year without an OEL buyout. Like, they have to buy out OEL this offseason. Because, look, the the principle of it, Chris, is can you get more value with the saved cap space? Like, you're going to have to pay someone to play in OEL's spot, right? Like, that's the, that's the logic whenever you buy someone out. You have to take that in consideration of, okay, well, we're going to have to pay someone, so does it really make sense to buy this contract out? Because is all the, all the cap space that we're going to be saving, is it all going to get burned on someone else? I think right now... 
we're seeing that OEL was playing at either replacement level or below replacement level. And I know a lot of analytics pointed that out, but I think anybody, anybody, regardless of how you evaluate hockey, like we're seeing with the eye test, we're seeing it with everything. Like Christian Willanen, I would rather have in the lineup over him. Guillaume Brisebois is making a strong push to be uh, on the higher on the depth chart than OEL. I just, look, I, I think it's at the point now where the only, only option for the team in the future, with partly because of what they did at the deadline, uh, you know, Ronick and Petey are going to need new contracts after next season. This team really does need to poise themselves to not only make the playoffs next year, but make some sort of strong push, right? Like maybe don't mortgage the entire future, but as much as all in you can, you have to at this point. You you have to. You like I I don't know if you can if you can make this team a playoff team next year without an OEL buyout. I just I don't think it's possible. You know, it goes well with an OEL buyout in uh, in the Canucks management view, I guess, is trading that first round pick, too. I mean, that's the scary thing. That's the thing. Like, it's, you don't know. Like, the offseason, there's going to be some major moves, right? The buyout's a huge thing. Trading one of your top players, potentially in Brock Besser, is a big thing. JT Miller market. Like, there's a lot of different options for the Canucks. At least that's exciting for us to come in and do this show and chat about this team. At least, they're, you know, it's going to be... There's going to be a bunch of crap to go through this offseason. That's for damn sure. There's going to be a lot of stuff uh, coming up there. Yeah. I know. I, listen, okay. the chat, uh, I'm just saying that, like, the chat, I want the first-round pick more than anybody, okay? I want some damn prospects to cover. I'm just saying <laughs> things are trending that way. Prepare yourself. Don't, you know, don't get completely shattered to pieces when it happens. Just have it in the back of your mind. It could happen. <laughs> Okay. Uh, NCAA update. Get to it. Let's go. Yeah. And that way and we're out of here. My voice is, uh, I'm losing it here a little bit, so I'm going to try and just get this. Uh, we're going to have to close out here pretty quick. I'm losing it. Uh, can we get the pairwise uh, rankings up here, Alex? Here we go. NCAA stuff. Uh, okay, listen. This is a big weekend. Sunday is going to be selection day. Here are your top 16 teams. There's a lot of teams in the mix here. Listen, there's some guys from Western Michigan to watch. There's some guys... Um, from Cornell to watch, like depending on how their this weekend goes for them, this is a big weekend, but it feels like next weekend, that's going to be the bigger one, okay? There's going to be a lot of teams eliminated, not necessarily on this Monday, but the following Monday. Let me check uh, Let me check my calendar. What day is that? Uh, so the 27th, I'd expect that to be. March 27th, I'd expect that to be a pretty big signing day. Um, Minnesota Mankato, listen, they're going to go on a run. Don't expect anything until April for these guys like Livingstone and Hirose. Don't expect anything until April. They're going to be dominant. Real good chance to win the NCAA championship this year. Uh, so if you're excited for Livingstone playing 10 games for the Canucks, throw it in the trash. I don't think he's going to be ready until April. Uh, you just hope that he ends up choosing. Let me mention the name that I brought up a little bit on Twitter last little bit. Uh, that I heard from. I got these agents calling me, trying to tell me stuff. I got freaking COVID, man. I can't be talking on the phone for 10 minutes here. So I've been hanging up on them all week all week long here. Uh, but the name I keep hearing, Max Andreev, who uh, also goes by Maxim Andreev. These Russians, they just throw Ys out of their name like it's freaking going out of style sometimes. We've seen it with Zlodiev, or Zlodiev now. Um, anyways, he's a center from Cornell. He's been in, uh, he's been in the United States since he was 16. Maybe the best defensive center in the NCAA. Uh, listen, the stats aren't everything. This is why you don't just go on elite prospects and think you know a player. Okay, this is the best defensive center in the in the NCAA right now. Max Andreev, like sixty plus percent in the faceoff dot. 
penalty-killing ace in the NCAA. He's a pure center. You watch this kid, plays really good, really good for Cornell, uh, and just defensively the best I've seen in the NCAA. I thought he could have came out last year and been in a similar boat. This year he's got another year under him. Uh, I'd expect to see some teams interested in him. Might be able to even get this guy on an AHL ATO, get him down in the AHL for a playoffs run because he's not a highly touted guy. He's more of a, you know, just wants to get into pro hockey. So I think with those guys, you can give him that ATO, kick in the entry-level contract on July 1st, get him down to Abbotsford, you know, help kind of sure up that center depth in the organization. And still pretty young kid, I think 22, 23 years old kind of thing. Uh, but very good defensively. Watch for Mondays to be the signing days. I brought up the 27th. You might even see some on the 20th as well uh, after Selection Sunday this week. So that's what we got. But Max Andreev, heard the name, heard him with the Canucks. Watch it. Watch for this guy. And I like the idea. I like the the player type, right? Defensive center. Keep keep an eye on this guy. NHL ready? <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry, I mean, I, cough, I know. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. I'm, uh, my voice is going here, but um, defensively, you love what you can see, but you got to see him play pro hockey in the AHL first before you can think NHL. Sure. Okay. Betway, get us out of here. Or you know what, Alex, pull it up. I'll read it. Go, it's okay. No, uh, he's, Chris, and, you've done more than enough. No, no, Thank no. You. Everybody in here. I don't think he's a Milstein guy. I don't think he's a Milstein guy. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Betway, be. pull it up, Alex. Let's go. All right, Betway. Betway, Betway, our bets tonight brought to you by our friends over at Betway. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, anytime goal scorer. Canucks are in Mullet Arena tonight. There's a little preview for Ooh, Mike yeah. Gould uh, up on Canucks Army right now who attended a game at Mullet Arena and knows all about the facility and all that sort of stuff. Uh, plus 187 odds. A $10 bet will get you 28.75 on the return there in our second bet. Uh, Vancouver Canucks to win on the money line over six and a half total goals and JT Miller and Barrett Hayton to both score a goal plus 1600 odds uh, $10 bet there returns you $170 19 plus to play if you choose to play please play responsibly that's all for today folks Chris fantastic job uh, I know your voice is hurting so I'll close it out it was nice to have you back my friend um I'll close it out then. Do you have any parting thoughts? Yeah, just uh, everybody that reached out. I uh, got a lot of Instagram uh, DMs and, and Twitter DMs and everything. Appreciate that. So happy to see everybody here live in the chat. Uh, and the numbers look pretty good. Like, I, I was curious if we were going to have, if nobody was going to be here on Canucks Army. But uh, nice to see everybody in the chat. Uh, love seeing how active this is. We were super proud of, you know, I don't know how much time you spent on this on Tuesday. But super awesome that Canucks Army now 1.2. Uh, what do you say? 1.2K subscribers? Or is that a RuneScape turn? Me, I've had a lot of RuneScape turns the last little bit. Uh, all right, 1,200 subscribers. Shouts to everyone that has joined in here on the Canucks Army account for that. Uh, been awesome to see. You mentioned it, uh, Coyotes tonight, 7 o'clock. They've been playing good hockey. Let's put an end to this win streak. That's how I feel. But shout out. Uh, just thanks to see everybody uh, involved in the chat here, saying nice things about it, uh, about me returning. Pumped for that. Hopefully feel even better tomorrow, uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. But, uh, yeah. Thanks to everyone for all the support and being such good people in the chat here today. All right, we'll close it out there. Uh, for our technical producer, Alex Lard, and my co-host, Chris Faber, as you see the tank on the screen, folks, my name's David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. There it is. Send them out, boys. Send them out. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. 
about keep it to a thank you, Jim? 